Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today is Sunday, October 8th, 2017. This is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, and I am Larry H. Russell. The main event of the Primer Series, how the 2017-18 Boston Celtics will match up with the heavyweight champions of the Eastern Conference, the Cleveland Cavaliers, just beating the buzzer before prediction time with the rapidly approaching Cavs Celtics season opener. We got it in. With this podcast, featured guests, NBA and Cavs reporter for ESPN, Dave McMenamin, on episode number 231, presented by Bombfell, B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash Celticsbeat. Initially, there was some hope within the organization that perhaps he would come off his request. Uh, that wasn't the case. They wanted to be able to have the chance to compete for a championship this year, knowing full well that you know LeBron James is entering year 15 and potentially has a chance to opt out and become a free agent, and this could be the last they get a LeBron, and also set themselves up for the future because obviously they looked at Kyrie as, as a part of you know, at 25 years old and a, and a superstar potential to be a part of their future. And, you know, they obviously had interest in, in, in Phoenix and what they could have offered with Josh Jackson um, and Eric Bledsoe. That also would have been able to accomplish, you know, having a piece that would help them right now and then also help them in the future. Uh, but the Celtics uh, certainly provided that with the package of, you know, really they look at it as almost Jay Crowder is the guaranteed for the now and the Brooklyn picks the guaranteed for the future. And then, you know, Isaiah Thomas obviously being uh, the super, super bonus. Yeah, wild card. Yep. How have you been enjoying Jay Crowder shoot from, shooting from the hip? It's, you know, now that he's not here in Boston anymore, it's not like, you know, I can pay attention to anything he says. Actually, fill me in on any deets that you have, Mr. Crowder. Well, it's funny. Uh, we've only had a chance to actually speak to him twice uh, in the media through the first week and a half or so, uh, media day, he was great. Um, but, uh, it was earlier this week that he came out and said, you know what? Like, I I think we're the Cavs. They're doing a lot of stuff already in training camp to prepare for the Warriors. Um, that's type of the defense that they're putting in interchangeable parts. And, uh, this is going to help us if if we face the Warriors in the finals. Uh, Teron Lewis asked, uh, hey, so Ty, what's what defense are you putting in for the Warriors? And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so uh, I don't know whether Jay Crowder was letting out some state secrets or 
perhaps he had his own interpretation of the de- defense that, that the Cavs were putting in and saw ways that they could use it against the Warriors. Uh, but yeah, that was the first time him shooting from the hip uh, already uh, led to a kind of interesting to- storyline. Well, here we go. Here with Dave McMenamin, Cavs and NBA reporter for ESPN for the final series of the primer. Dave, who's better, the Cavs or the Celtics? Uh, Larry, the, the Cavs are, are still the better team. Um, the Celtics got a lot better, but two of the Celtics' core players that they're going to rely on, if not three, are Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Terry Rozier. Uh, three guys who you know are unproven in this league, despite their potential. Um, the Cavs uh, have guys who are accomplished, they know what they're doing. Um, they still have a core in place of... LeBron and J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love that are familiar playing with one another. Now, you know, of course, there's been pieces that have added around that group that are going to take some time to to really figure out what they do best together. Um, but you know, the Celtics they they got to get to know one another. They they have a new team with Kyrie and Hayward and Celtics. What are they going to do about re- rebounding? <laughs> I think that remains a, a major deficiency. It's been, a, it's been a deficiency for so long that it's almost been forgotten, really. Because it's just almost a general accepted fact of life that it's been that way pretty much since the 2010 finals, which I believe you covered for the Worldwide Weeder <laughs> way back yonder. Uh, so, I, you know, intrigue for the Celtics in Boston is definitely high. Yet expectations, I would say, I wouldn't call them high, I wouldn't call them low, but their expectations are, eh. You're closer to the Cavs than anybody on the NBA beat. What would you say really is the Cavs, is the Cavs view of the Celtics pretty much just that? I mean, I, I know that the the Cavs players are, are excited for opening night against the Celtics and, and they want to play against Kyrie Irving and they um, want to, you know, kind of reestablish their dominant position as the best team in the East, if not the best team in the NBA. And they get to do that opening night against, a, you know, a guy who decided I don't want to be a part of this organization anymore. Uh, the Celtics are, are another team. Um, you know, they're, they're a team that the Cavs will get up for, you know, but the Cavs are going to get up for the Toronto Raptors and the Washington Wizards and the Milwaukee Bucks and the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs and Oklahoma State Thunder. I mean, it's, it's they're one of, I guess, you know, the 10 teams that matter in the league. Um, but uh, beyond the Kyrie connection, uh, and, and certainly there's a great deal of respect from both the Cavs coaching staff and the Cavs players for Brad Stevens, uh, but beyond those connections, um, you know, and perhaps a Morris brother getting into getting into it with LeBron a little bit because he's had some run-ins with LeBron in the past, um, I, I don't really see uh the Celtics being the team that, that the Cavs, you know, spend all their time thinking about. Well, are the Cavs as worried about the Celtics as they are about shopping for clothes? Because the answer is they should not be, especially if they knew about Bombfell. Celtics beat listeners know all about Bombfell by now. We have received some great feedback from the service thus far, so let's tell Cleveland while we're at it. Bombfell is an easier way for men to get better clothes. Bombfell never charges above retail price. They offer free shipping and returns, convenient home try-on, and the ability to preview and edit your stylist picks before your order ships. Yes, a personal stylist if you want. At Bombfell, you sign up, set up and schedule your order, get a preview email, and of course change what you want if there's something you don't like. 
Then Bombfell ships your order to you. And now here's where the fun begins. You have seven days, yes, a full week, to try on what you want before Bombfell charges your credit card. You then keep what you want to keep and ship back what you don't want. How convenient is that? There is so much that I love about Bombfell, the stylistic and fit material for me, and just how easy the service is that I have found to use. Cannot emphasize that enough. Free shipping and returns. And I've been saying enough. I love the mantra, Bombfell doesn't make money if you don't find something you want to keep. So we here at Celtics Beat negotiated with Bombfell to get a $25 offer for our listeners. For $25 off your first purchase, visit bombfell.com slash Celtics Beat. That's bombfell.com slash Celtics Beat. B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com. And the Celtics Beat URL, Bombfell, open and close. Kyrie Irving is, is such a great basketball player offensively. Um, Boston Celtics fans are going to get a treat. Um and you'll be surprised by the stuff he does. I, I've watched him every day for three years, and uh, he made it worth, you know, uh, dragging yourself to the arena, you know, when you're tired because he's going to break out stuff you you really just don't see from anyone else in the league. Uh, he doesn't have the physical gifts that Russell Westbrook does, um, and you know, at sometimes you know he he that shows and he gets worn down. Uh, and he doesn't have the defensive impact that Russell Westbrook has, um, but but certainly uh, he is a guy with a ton of pride and a ton of talent. And usually, when you put guys like that into a situation where they want to prove something, you're going to get something special. Um, it would not surprise me if Kyrie Irving's numbers are even better than they were last year, and they were career highs last year uh, for Cleveland. I, I do suspect, though, that um, you know Celtics will be a top four team in the East. Um, whether they win the East again after the changes they made, I'm not so sure. Um, I, I, I would probably put, uh, you know, I'd probably Washington's pick, the teams everyone's bullish on. I, I think Washington will probably have the most wins in the regular season. Okay, uh, wow, you're you're with me. You're with me, and everyone else. I did. I threw that one at Michael Lee. It was what I threw that one at Tass Mellis. It was. They were surprised. It's it's amazing how that is. Uh, really, that's been now. That's the trend du jour. Milwaukee's also another sort of du jour. <laughs> yeah, team. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for Milwaukee, but you know, Washington has the continuity. Oh, Milwaukee, but, no, not as a number one seed, but yeah, you know, maybe winning, yeah, maybe sneaking out. You know, forty eight, fifty. You know, forty eight ish wins, but. It'd be surprising, you know. There's actually a chance for 50 wins. Doesn't there? May not even be an Eastern Conference team with 50 wins. I mean, so what? Celtics 53 last year, and, and Cavs 51. 51. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's going to be around the threshold. Um, you know, there there are still some bottom feeders out there. You know, everybody's going to probably get their even worse actually with with the Hawks. The bottom of the conference the Bulls, is worse. Yeah, there's there's a couple of bad teams the there. Pacers, you know. the Magic, the Nets. Right. Well, they'll still be terrible. Right, exactly. right. Uh, so that'll help pad the win totals there. Uh, but, yeah, teams are going to get beat up when they play the Western Conference. And, you know, just covering the Cavs, the, there's a degree of care about the regular season, but uh, not ultimate care. So uh, they're not going to kill themselves to get 60 wins by any stretch of the imagination. What's LeBron's state of mind to coming into the season for Cleveland? I mean, that's kind of a pretty general question, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, I just spoke to people throughout the summer um, that either worked out with LeBron or at workouts with LeBron, and they just described him as a man obsessed uh, who was on another level. Um, unfortunately for the Cavs, that hasn't totally manifested itself in training camp because on the second practice, 
he tweaked his left ankle and he's missed a week. Um, now, again, training camp for a guy that good, it doesn't matter that much, but I wonder if that momentum has just been, you know, a tiny bit of the air taken out of the balloon and he goes back to somewhat of a normal LeBron level to start the regular season, which is still excellent, excellent level, three-time champion, four-time MVP. Uh, but but mindset-wise, seems to be refreshed, and uh, I really think the addition of Dwayne Wade, while he will help them on the court, um, I, his addition to the locker room and to LeBron James's psyche uh I think will be a, a very, very good thing. Uh, the NBA season drags on. LeBron James has. They had fun asked. in Miami. I hope we don't get any. Well, we'll, we'll get plenty of social media, but they know there's no. There's yeah, no I mean, but it, it's it's like it's a it's it's not just a pretty good relationship. Like it, it goes deeper than that. And um, you know, Le, LeBron when he feels trapped is usually when he lashes out, and and you know whether that be through social media or. He feels trapped in terms of, okay, my team has no options and there's inevitability of us losing in the end to the Warriors. Well, um, having someone like Dwayne will will help mitigate those type of feelings over the course of the regular season. And I, I think we'll keep LeBron in a better place. And when LeBron's in a better place, he plays better. He's not a guy who feeds off playing hurt or upset or angry. What do you think his response to the whole Kyrie situation was? Because there was pretty much a minimal public response, even despite all the distribution outlets that he has. <laughs> but take a, a take a take an educated guess for our listeners, Dave. Well, I mean, okay, of course, I gotta you know cite the reporting of Stephen A. Smith that he was so upset that he would want to physically fight Kyrie. Now, I never took that to be a literal report that LeBron would put hands on Kyrie Irving, but certainly I, I think it. Whoever Stephen A. spoke to, and I know he speaks to legitimate NBA sources, it speaks to how disappointed LeBron was in, in that decision. Um, so I think there was a initial wave of, like, are you kidding me? Uh, but in the weeks and days and months that have passed, uh, there's been a turning of the page. Uh, there's been uh, an infusion of new personnel that LeBron can get excited about. Um, and I, I think there is some sort of recognition that, uh, you know, this could be good for me individually uh, in terms of I, I can just go reestablish everything I can do on, on the court uh, when I don't have a guy who needs 20 shots a game next, next to me. Have you seen any connection in these very early days of training camp? And you mentioned that he's been hurt and everything, and it still seems that he's around. But have you seen any connection that he's made to the new players outside of Dwayne Wade? Because the Cavs made a boatload of moves, even without a general manager for the longest of time. But I guess this is almost leading you right in, in terms of connection to Isaiah, connection to Jay Crowder, let alone other guys. You know, Have you seen really right. anything there? You know, Larry, we, we don't get a, a ton of – time to actually see them you know we get the doors open up to practice and they're shooting free throws and and perhaps shooting spot shooting um i I did report earlier in the summer that uh lebron has certainly taken a keen interest in derrick rose and um has been impressed with rose is brought to the table and and wants rose to have a chance to use cleveland to rehabilitate his career so so that's one guy i'd point to so far um you know isaiah thomas uh is not doing basketball activities yet. So it's tough to really judge. You know, I don't know if there's stuff going off the court. Uh, For instance, uh, the Cavs team 
go into the Indians playoff game together as a group. Those are the type of things that can only help LeBron develop bonds with Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder and Jeff Green and Jose Calderon and all the other new faces. Uh, Chetty Oseman, the Cavs rookie, probably didn't make the best first impression on LeBron because uh, LeBron stepped on his foot in transition, and that's how he hurt his left ankle and missed a week of training camp. Um, but, um, you know, I think those things will come in time. Give me sort of a general assessment of the Cavs offseason because they made just an incredible amount of moves. They didn't have the general manager for the longest time. They signed Derrick Rose as an insurance that he was going to be starting just with, you know, potentially if they ever had to move Irving. They brought in a lot of Band-Aids, Jeff Green, Jose Calderon, of course the Celtics trade late in August, and then even picking up Dwayne Wade and, you know, was it almost like the end of September there. So really, this is just that's really a rundown of the offseason. David Aldridge, I hate to cite your rival competitors, yet DA is very <laughs> friendly to this show, so we will do that. Ranked the Cavs offseason 21st in our little fun rankings. That was even before they picked up Wade, by the way. But any general final assessments that you have of the Cavs offseason, of the Cavs primer here on Celtics Beat? Yeah, it's really hard to be all in on what the Cavs did because they parted ways with a guy who averaged 30 points per game in the NBA Finals with the biggest shot in, in franchise history, if not finals history. The most important uh, single play in Cleveland sports history the last yeah. 60 years. Yeah, uh, and so there's the fear of the unknown, and they are moving on for the known, which was a tandem of LeBron and Kyrie Irving that got to three straight NBA, champ- NBA finals, won a championship, and had great success, to you know a far more you know, parts-oriented group uh, versus just the two guys at the top. And those groups can work because there's still a ton of talent there, but you're asking for a revival of a Derrick Rose, a revival of a Dwayne Wayne, a revival of a Jeff Green. Um, guys Whoa, who... where, where did Jeff, when was Jeff Green ever good? <laughs> I, hate to, I hate the cheap <laughs> shot on that one. But, yeah, but I mean, so that, that's the thing is you're trading a premium talent away uh, for guys that aren't necessarily showing that they, they still have what they once were. Now, Jake Crowder is still showing what he has That'll be a been. very big pickup for them. They've and never had a player the Brooklyn like that. pick, you know, it leads to endless possibilities because, you know, if the Cavs feel like there's a move to be made in February to get another superstar on their team, they can do that because of that pick. Um, and, and that is why it's hard to kind of really put a stamp officially on what this Cavs group is right now based on the summer uh, because that Brooklyn pick still allows for so much change to occur. That's a very interesting point you made about the Brooklyn pick because we, you know, the Brooklyn pick has been almost as pretty much the insurance for an eventual LeBron departure, which we will not get into. We are in the, tw- the present moment here in 2017 and eventually 2018. Let's go to a little bit of a touchy subject, though, to Isaiah Thomas. What do you expect from him, Mr. McMenamin. I I think you can really go the long lines of, I don't want to say quote-unquote damaged goods, but a player whose game is predicated so much upon his speed, with an injury that is debil- as debilitating as that is, I don't know if you can expect much from him. They're, they're the, that's why I'm stuttering there. So if you can go <laughs> and speak as honestly as possible, what you expect from him, let alone what you think the Cavs do, but what you eventually expect from him in the months that matter. Well, I mean, certainly Danny Ainge has got to do his due diligence. When he finds out that Kyrie Irving's on the market, you 
make inquiries, right? No matter what. But I, I still feel like what Isaiah Thomas meant to the Celtics franchise, if the Celtics had an inclination that this was an injury that was relatively easy to overcome, they're probably not trading him. I mean, he had one of the greatest playoff runs of any Celtic in franchise history, and that's saying a lot for a franchise like the Celtics. And so just the fact that he was dealt gives me pause. Uh, I think Isaiah is in both a good situation because it is not quite 100%. He will not be relied on to play the same role he was relied upon in Boston last year, so maybe he doesn't show quite as much. So that's a good part. The bad part is that he's in a contract year, and he wants to get paid being a former 60th pick in the draft, and he hasn't gotten a lucrative contract that a lot of his peers have to have the same type of success in the league. And I have a hard time seeing him have a chance to really showcase uh, with this team um, because there is so much talent around him. And, and, and also the Cavs, you know, I'm pretty damn confident in saying this, or not going to be the team that ultimately pay Isaiah Thomas. So um, I, I think he's going to be in a tough situation, and, and he's going to have a ton of pressure on him, both physically and mentally. And he's going to have to try to integrate his game with entirely new teammates uh, from January to April to get ready for the playoffs. Um, so uh, I think the Cavs did enough to add pieces where if Isaiah Thomas just can't get it done this year, it won't be the Cavs won't be so lost without him. Um, and, and perhaps they're able to put themselves in a position right now to look at him as just a bonus. And, and if he can get right hey, we got a lot of options. And if he doesn't, you know, uh, we got a pretty crowded backcourt already. Good way to finish on that. The Honorable Dave McMenamin. Follow the man on Twitter at Mc10. Please do. You were not exactly hearing that on the ABCDEFG networks a month ago, were you? I'd like to think that you feel even better than you already do about having Kyrie Irving now or any other partial NBA observer, Celtics fan or not, because dare we say how much better that trade back on August 29th put the Celts in a superior position, not just in their matchup with the Cavs, but moving forward as a franchise in the immediate seasons to come. Because pretty sure I just thought I heard the Cavs moving a freakishly motivated and PO'd Kyrie Irving, a top 7-8 player in the NBA, and to reiterate, a PO'd Kyrie Irving, who was under contract for a lottery pick, Jay Crowder, and at best, three months of Isaiah Thomas. That's another masterstroke by Danny Ainge, ladies and gentlemen. There's no two ways around it now. You know, um, that's why we love Dave here on the show, not just for his intellect and insight. There's not a guy on the beat out there who has the relationships that he does. I cannot stress enough to see that for yourself by reading all his exclusive features that he continues to get for the Worldwide Leader as well as listen to all the interviews he gives on this very network. The one you just heard, the one with Coach Nick on the CLNS Media mobile app that went viral, and for good reason, over the summer when he broke the news exclusively on a CLNS Media podcast about Kyrie's behavior during the playoffs last year. It's so impressive individually for Dave to be that honest, to be that forthright, to be that authentic, and still obtain the scoops that he does. Because look at all the other journalists, quote-unquote, 
who compromise their work, who compromise their opinions and trade for said scoops, no matter how trivial they are. And Dave's are certainly not that. So when we ask him about Isaiah, he gave a very thoughtful, very honest appraisal of not just the trade, but that situation and the situation to be in Cleveland. Very, very relevant to the Cavs-Celtics matchup, not just on opening night, which we can't wait for, but the whole season and potential playoff matchup once again. I know many are aware of how many on corporately owned media outlets are heavily influenced by its biggest money makers, like, well, I don't know, LeBron or the LeBron team, which in, in turn, that eventually means the basketball audience, sports fans, consumers. And in the immediate aftermath, it became how badly Cleveland won the trade. Boston gave up so much. Danny Ainge has no loyalty, etc., etc., etc. And it was all to service LeBron or his agencies or his benefactors. And if that hurt the business and quelled a lot of excitement that there should be for the Celtics team, so be it. Screw them. They don't matter. Uh, that's not how we do things here at CLNS. So to basketball, I'll say it point blank. Danny Ainge was unfairly smeared. The Boston Celtics were unfairly smeared. And it all was to be of service to one of the most powerful professional athletes in the history of sports. So those final words from Dave, who has been the Cavs and NBA reporter for ESPN since LeBron returned to Cleveland, that sort of closes the book there. Many others can now say, okay, Boston is clearly set up better for the future that they now have a top 7-8 player in the NBA at 25, under contract, in a league where guard play is essential and the driving force for winning games and championships now in the NBA, there was an upgrade at that position, both in the immediate and most importantly for the long term, because it is going to take some time this year from a team standpoint. As I said, intrigue is high with a new talented team that should be the nucleus for an extended window here. But overall expectations, if it is to be measured concretely in regular season wins and losses, Intrigue very high. Expectations keep them meh. Uh, despite the Celts now having some preseason games under their belt, there's still no set opening day starting lineup, still no closing lineup, and still not enough time spent on and off the floor with these players. So it is house money, particularly early on. And, and it's great to see many who, at least I converse with an email on Twitter, and face-to-face, -face, imagine that. I was in the North End back on Thursday. I was not eating carbs, I promise. Just enjoying the 80-degree weather and, and some great time with my fellow Celtics fans and new friends. I talk some shop with some diehards. I'm just amazed at their basketball intellect and how well they understand the ins and outs with this Celtics team, this franchise, the situation that they're in. Incredibly clear-headed and open-minded. So to conclude with a pretty important piece of advice to our listeners... One really has to check and be incredibly vigilant on where they get their information as it pertains to NBA basketball. Because that word, information, you can put that in quotation marks when it's being drawn from a variety of sources. I'm not going to name them because I have a pretty good inkling that those listening have a good idea of who and what they are. Anyways, I talked about the intrigue and excitement that we all have for the Celtics team. Uh, as we do every month here throughout the course of the season, the last few years, this year will not be any different. Ticket giveaways! The first game of the year being Wednesday, November 1st against the Sacramento Kings. Enter by writing a review for Celtics Beat on iTunes. That's it. Subscribe, rate, and write a review for Celtics Beat on iTunes for free entry to win a pair of tickets to see the Sacramento Kings on the 1st of November. 
at the TD Garden. A small way to thank our audience for not just supporting this podcast, but the entire CLNS Media Network. Download the app for free in the App Store for the leading online provider of audio video coverage of the Boston Celtics. Such support has allowed us to expand our coverage and become even more in-depth as if that were possible. Nick Gelso has been and is going to be covering the team this year. He's been incredible. There's been so much behind-the-scenes looks at the Celtics. You get the full and uncut experience, so much original material to make your own judgments. Really, really neat stuff with all this locker room and practice footage in raw and uncut in its entirety, and it's just the preseason. Won't be for long. Uh, We will give our predictions for the 2017-18 NBA season on next week's episode, and if you can't wait until then, the Roundtable guys will be on the CLNS YouTube channel every day this week, along with all the full coverage from practices and games. That's Celtics Roundtable presented by greats.com slash roundtable on CLNS Media, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. And that is going to do it for episode number 231 of Celtics Beat presented by bombfell.com. Go to bombfell.com slash Celtics Beat for $25 off your first order for custom-made clothes. like to thank our guest, Dave McMenamin of, of ESPN, one more time. Music was provided by Chuck Dietz and Steph Legrato. For graphic designer Scott Dillon, CLNS CEO Nick Gelso, this is Larry A. Trussell, the executive producer and host, signing off for Celtics Beat, the number one Celtics podcast on iTunes, powered by CLNS Media. 